listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by Leah Moses with Intermountain Medical Group. And we are starting at the beginning, the first trimester of pregnancy. Um, of course, when you find out you're pregnant, a million questions you know, pop into your head, whether it's your first baby or even your fifth. Um, and you are a certified nurse midwife with Intermountain Health. And you're going to answer some of the most common questions uh, that you've had even asked to you when it comes to that first trimester, women coming in for their initial prenatal visits. You're going to kind of walk us through those questions, why those visits, of course, are important, and um, why it's important to, of course, see your provider right off the bat, you know, get the information and the answers uh, that you need and want about your pregnancy. Um, whether you have already, you know, taken that positive test or if you're just thinking about becoming pregnant, um, of course, there are so many things you need to know. So thank you so much for being with us. Sure, I'm happy to be here. So let's just start, let's start at the beginning. You take the pregnancy test and it's positive. And now you have entered your first trimester. Uh, when should that first visit be for what we'll call a, a normal pregnancy. Every pregnancy is very different and majority of pregnancies are also very normal, but just on that, you know, quote unquote, normal scale, uh, when should that first visit be? Sure, so a lot of women will find out that they're pregnant by a home pregnancy test. Those can be actually quite sensitive. And sometimes they'll find out, you know, usually you check after about four weeks from your previous menstrual period, women will skip a period and then realize like, oh, something's going on. So as um, as you keep track, sometimes actually it's really helpful to keep track on an app as far as your own calendar. Women have different lengths of cycles and so you can find out different times. Um, someone will, uh, will check a little earlier than others. And for some women, a pregnancy is a surprise and a really exciting and wanted surprise. And other times it's a new surprise that they have a lot of emotions about and, and need to deal with. So along with all of the emotional excitement and, um, and changes that can happen in the very beginning, you also want to make sure that you contact a provider. So there are a lot of different options. Um, usually we say, as far as a rule of thumb in public health in general, to have a visit by 13 weeks. That's a little late for some, but that's a, that's a general rule of thumb. And then during your pregnancy, you wanna have about 13 visits. So the 13 and the 13. Those are yeah. easy numbers to help you remember. Easy to remember, right, right. So usually women will choose a provider based on their location. Sometimes they'll get a referral from a friend. Um, word of mouth is great. You know, you re really wanna choose someone, a midwife or an OB based on your own medical condition and also based on, of course, sometimes insurance comes into play as well, um, but also based on your own philosophy too. What are you looking for? Do you want someone to stay with you in labor? That would be a midwife. Do you want, do you have some higher risk issues and you need an obstetrician? Um, who can also have a, a surgical options. So there are lots of things to consider when you're choosing a provider. That's one, one decision to make in early pregnancy. But um, in general, you know, women oftentimes will keep the information to themselves or just share with themselves and their partner for a while, and that's okay. It's, um, it's good to take stock of what you're getting ready for. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, because like I said, whether it's your first or your fifth, it can always be very different. Right. Um, so when, it when we talk about that first visit and when that is, um, what are the expectations of that first visit from uh, a provider standpoint of an expectation from, you know, the, the woman, the mom, the expected mom coming in? And then also on the flip side, from the expected mom standpoint, what are the expectations of that first visit? Sure, sure. I think sometimes those can align and sometimes those can be really different. So on the provider end, you know, we are hoping that women will come in with an open mind and, and ready to receive information. So if it's your first pregnancy, then there are quite a few things to check and, and find out. If it's a subsequent pregnancy, especially if it's closer together than, and you already know your provider, then that's a little bit different. But the first time and, um, and subsequent times, we'll do the same thing. Um, for all women. So there there are some urine samples to find out about um, potential infection um, because we don't want UTIs in pregnancy for sure and they're not always symptoms. We also do some blood work and that's for everyone. So to find out about your iron levels, um, what's going on as far as your uh, blood, your blood type is important to find out as well. So it can be one poke and a lot of information. So sometimes women get a little bit uh, worried about having a blood draw, but it's generally not a big deal and um, and can happen actually pretty quickly. So in that blood draw, the other things that we find out about too are um, immunizations. So are you still immune to, for example, rubella? That's usually a childhood um, vaccination or one that we get a booster for. Those are, those are the important things to find out in pregnancy. The other things too are things like hepatitis B, C. Um, we also test everyone for HIV and um, as well as chlamydia, gonorrhea, and, um, and other STIs. It's important, even if you're monogamous and even if you have um, a very clean health history, the um, provider and also the nurses on labor and delivery and when you come into a facility to deliver, want to know and make sure that everything is good to go for you to have your baby. Um, and that, that information that's done at those first couple of blood draws can be passed on um, in your chart so to to wherever you end up delivering um the other thing too is to make sure that we um calculate your actual due date so that's a really exciting thing that happens at a new ob visit usually women come in knowing because there are so many apps and resources available now so you look at your last monster period which is not the only way to find out but one way and then um you're able to calculate um based on that and that's why tracking your period in an app beforehand if you're trying to conceive can be really helpful for you and for your provider to be able to be as accurate as possible. Now a due date is not necessarily a date as most of us know. It's like more like a due window we say, right? So <laughs> a time where we can kind of expect that your baby may arrive and that will be different for each woman, um, but generally around 40 weeks for a first time mom. Um, the other thing too that we also give um, advice about, well, going back to the due date, an early ultrasound can happen at a first visit. Now, this sometimes happens in radiology or it sometimes happens with your provider, depending on um, skill set and what your that office offers. So around seven weeks is a great time to get an early ultrasound, seven to eight weeks. And oftentimes you can actually see baby's heart rate, which is sometimes in the 150s, 160s, 170s, which is pretty fast compared to a regular normal adult rate. And that's exciting to see. Now a measurement will be done at that ultrasound and that can also be matched with your last menstrual period date. And that can help us to know approximately when the best, um, the actual due date is for you.
that window once again. Yeah, because it yeah. can be very different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, at a first visit, also on from the provider end, you know, we're going to give some advice, and that includes making sure that you take prenatal vitamins throughout your pregnancy. Although I should say that it's actually important to take prenatal vitamins even before you become pregnant, if you possibly can. Um, doing that can increase your level of folic acid, which helps to decrease um, birth defects. And that's why a lot of foods that we have in, especially in the US are actually fortified with folic acid. And, um, and that's something that is kind of a just in case. But if you're trying to conceive, we really actually recommend starting a prenatal vitamin which actually can do great things for hair, skin, and nails too. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're great for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we've, we've, we've got through that first visit and we are in our first trimester now. And that first trimester can be a wild ride for women and can be very different from pregnancy to pregnancy. Um, it, I mean, you and I both know there's all kinds of different you know, wives' tales and myths and all the things of, well, if you feel this way, you're having this. And if you do this, it's because of this and, and all the things. And I mean, you know, if there's anything to be said of all of it, who knows? But we do know that, uh, you know, the, the signs and symptoms during that first trimester, um, some of course are very similar across the board, woman to woman but some are very different as well. It can be a little bit of a roller coaster from one pregnancy to another. I know mine have been completely different. Yep, that's really true. Um, there are a lot of common symptoms in the first trimester and it's, uh, you know, women have been pregnant for a long time. There, there have been many women who have been pregnant also. So we have lots of different experiences to draw from. And in each culture, actually, culture is very, as far as beliefs about, you know, if you're more sick, it must be a boy. If you're, you know, all, all of those different things. Um, mm -hmm. and, or if you have a lot of heartburn, the baby's going to have a lot of hair. You know, there's so many, uh, <laughs> I think, common, interesting beliefs about about the first trimester symptoms. And there also are common, um, uh, there's common discussion too about, you know, whether or not you're pregnant based on symptoms. So that's something to um, consider as well. So we call those probable signs of pregnancy. So going back to before you might be taking that test, you know, you may um, start feeling some of these things that, that I'll describe. So feeling tired because your body's working really hard to adjust to all the physical changes. And you might need to sleep a little bit longer than usual some women especially, you know, we're pretty go-getters here in the United States and a lot of us who maybe might work have full-time jobs or we're full-time caregivers to children or um, or others in our family, you know, we start feeling days where it's getting a little bit exhausting, like these normal things that I used to do just fine, you know, I don't, I just don't want to get in the car and go to the store, I'm too tired, <laughs> you know, this is actually, a, it's a real thing, your body can mm -hmm. actually become more fatigued, yes, yeah, as, as you have even more hormone changes too. But don't worry, because energy usually returns in the second trimester. <laughs> um, morning sickness, so feeling like you really just are going to lose it. This happens definitely in the first trimester for a lot of women. Not everyone. That's why we call it a probable sign of pregnancy. And um, So nausea vomiting. I mean, there's a whole spectrum all the way from, oh, I feel occasionally kind of sick to my stomach. Oh, I got to run out of the house when I smell, you know, this certain thing cooking. Um, 
or all the way to where I really can't keep food or fluid down within eight hours. And that's when you need to consider really making sure your provider knows that so that you can get even IV infusions going because dehydration can be problematic in pregnancy. So a couple of really simple things at home, you can suck on ginger candy. There are lots of different remedies for, um, for uh, morning sickness and we call it morning sickness, but really it should just be called nausea vomiting. Anytime. Anytime yeah. sickness, yeah. <laughs> Feeling crummy in pregnancy, <laughs> yep. Uh-huh, so, exactly. Yeah, so you might want to, you know, just kind of pay attention to the foods that you eat. You might want to avoid certain things for a little while, and then you can come back to them later on. And taking some over-the-counter supplements, such as vitamin B6, combined with a non-addictive uh, sleep, um, like sleep uh treatment like Unisom can actually really help. Talk with your provider about that though. If you have gone to a first visit, bring that up. And um, and then sometimes we can even prescribe it through insurance and that's kind of nice. But otherwise over the counter stuff is great. And staying hydrated in small protein meals can really help. So keep your blood sugar up. I have a funny story. My sister was sick in pregnancy and she swore by leaving some Honey Nut Cheerios by her bed funniest thing sometimes <laughs> I mean everyone will find something different and you know every pregnancy like you said is different too so yeah. you feel like oh I must this must be really different I, I'm so much more sick than before or not as much as before don't worry about that it's okay there are changes in your body that are, that are happening and you kind of have to just go with the flow yeah, yeah no absolutely and I think I know for me I mean um from my last pregnancy to this one that I'm currently in um and there's a you know, five and a half year span of time that has passed too and so you know I don't I don't like to play the age card and say oh it's because I'm older <laughs> but you know your body changes things are different right. and so you know it, it does it takes a different toll at different times of your life so you know I think that has something to do with it too and then you know with the morning sickness or the, the anytime sickness um, you know, it's like, if you're not running to the bathroom for that, you're running because you have to go all the time. Right. And that can be, that can really be a, um, a hormone change thing as well, but also you start having, you know, some displacement, right? Your uterus is getting a little bit bigger. It's pressing on the bladder. That's going to happen throughout pregnancy. Um, and that's really normal. I mean, you might even leak a little bit when you cough or sneeze. It's it's okay. It's surprising for some women. Put a liner in. It's all right. <laughs> it happens to the best <laughs> of us. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. And as you're running to the bathroom, be careful because sometimes you can can become like a little bit lightheaded in, in pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And part of this just has to do with, you know, blood changes. So your blood volume is increasing and can increase about 50% throughout the first to second trimesters. And so that can that can make a, a big difference. You're making a, a lot of change um, within your circulatory system, which is supporting your baby, and that can have these funny extra effects. So take a seat if you need to. Um, some women get to the point where they really feel like they're going to pass out. Be careful, you know, and kind of know your body and pay attention to um, what you need and take breaks as you as you need as well. That's something to consider also if you're at a really a, you know, a demanding job. Um, you know, a lot of women will uh, like maybe have a discreet discussion with a supervisor, whatever they need to do to make sure that they can take some breaks at work as well. Um, and you know, if you, it's hard when you're not showing yet because that's the, in the first trimester, most women don't show much. And so you kind of feel like I have all these symptoms and I've got nothing to show for it. Don't worry, things are changing. And mm -hmm. 
these symptoms are actually really normal. So um, another thing too, you know, you go to lunch with a friend and you've got severe heartburn. I mean, that can happen as well. So that's also a function of hormone changes and, um, and then your body slowing down the digestive process um, just a bit. And that can make, um, that can make a big difference. So when you go out to lunch, throw some Tums in your bag and make sure that you do all the over-the-counter over over remedies that you can, and then let us know, you know, when you come in for a visit, if you feel like it's going a little overboard or you feel like every single day, you know, you're not able to manage that, that heartburn or these other symptoms, because we have other remedies too. Yeah, I know, we're making it all sound so glamorous. I know. And, <laughs> and it is such a beautiful thing, right. uh, you, you know, but we talk about all these changes um, because you're growing a human. I mean, things are bound to change. And uh, just like things are changing, you know, so much on the inside as we make all of this sound so glamorous, we're also changing on the outside. We're having skin changes and yeah. breast changes and vaginal changes and we're getting bigger and our pants aren't fitting and all the things. Yeah. Um, but it's all just, you know, it's, it is a beautiful thing. Uh, but there are a lot of changes, especially in that first trimester. And totally normal, too. And some things that we kind of consider, oh, this is TMI, you know, in a social setting. But honestly, when you walk into a midwife or an OB's office, you can ask whatever questions you want. Some women are very hesitant, like, I have all this different vaginal discharge. What do I do? You know, is it an infection? I mean, talk to us about it. Normally, you know, you have increased discharge. That's something that definitely happens. A little bit watery. It can be a little bit uncomfortable. Throw a liner in and really, truly ask us. We're, we're always open to talk about um, changes. Breast changes, breast tenderness is a real thing. You find when you put mm -hmm. a bra, oh, I need any different size, you know, <laughs> or, or I just, like I've got to, I need some different support. So pay attention to that. It's really okay. It's the normal thing that's going to happen. Um, the other thing too, is this, you know, unbuttoning your pants. <laughs> so some women uh -huh. really need, they got to go shopping in that first trimester mm, closer to, you know, 12, 13 weeks, because they really don't have anything that fits anymore. Just remember that, you know, you there are a lot of different uh, little tr tricks and tips you can probably find quite a few online you can use a little rubber band you know between your button and the hole um and just remember that like you're you're doing this like you said you're growing a human you know this is a, a big change and it's it's okay to have this change i think we're pretty body conscious especially in the united states and that's something that um that i think all of us as women and as a society need to work on that it's all right to have body changes especially when it's something as important as, pre as pregnancy um yeah yeah and then also these ideas skin changes that you're talking about too some women start to get that real nice glow other women actually have acne breakout so that's also something to talk with your provider about if you feel like it's kind of going a little bit too far um but most women really enjoy that um that i think probably that increased glow we call it yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then on top of all of the physical changes that we're talking about in the first trimester, emotional changes, those are real as well. I mean, you you know, you see you see the funny things and the jokes, you know, crying during a commercial and you know, crying over a leaf falling off a tree. I mean, whatever. But it is real life. <laughs> the emotional changes are real. real. <laughs> they are for real. And, you know, really with um, with hormone changes come emotional changes. That's just, that's, that's like something we really know about. Kind of think back to when you first started your period. I mean, you're, you know, your mom's probably noticing, your sister's noticing, like, why is she so moody? <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, 
<laughs> that definitely can happen as well. We just have, we have a heightened sense of emotion in pregnancy. It has to do a lot with hormones, but also sometimes with a, a big change, whether it's an expected and, and wanted or something that is, um, that is new and, and challenging. So uh, fatigue and stress can also increase those symptoms too. You know, uh, that tiredness kind of comes into play as well. So you wanna make sure you're getting enough sleep. And like I said, hydration, small protein meals so that you don't have low blood sugar and have that hangry kind of um, experience. And uh, you know, if you lose your car keys, it's all right. Maybe it's time to put a hook up and make sure that they're right there, you know, in the same place every day. Um, also just making sure you talk with your support people, with your partner, with mm -hmm. your friends, if you're feeling comfortable and if that's something that you want to reveal and let them know, hey, this is going on. I need, need a little break, you know, I need a little help with this. You might want to start delegating a few things. Yeah, absolutely. And to remember, you know, like we said, you, you're, you're growing a human. Um, so, you know, it's so much more than just you at that moment, right. but it's so important to think about yourself too. You're constantly going to be thinking about your baby from here until the end of time, because that's what you do then as a parent is constantly think oh, and do. worry about your kids, regardless of their age. And so it starts now in the first trimester, it'll never stop. Uh, but you have to remember that you have to take care of yourself to make sure that you're taking care of your baby, whether it's your first trimester or your kid's 15, <laughs> you have to be good so that you can take care of your kids. That's true, that's true. And, and going back to that also in those first prenatal visits, you know, we're gonna make sure also that we offer things like the flu shot and even the COVID vaccine, which I know is a big topic right now, but taking care of yourself means um, and we really promote that in pregnancy right now. We, we're w wanting to make sure that every mom has the opportunity to get the immunizations that will help her and her baby stay healthy. And I think that combined, you know, taking care of your physical health and taking care of your emotional health, like you said, both of those are really important. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a lot about first trimester changes that take place uh, for us as expectant moms, but there's a lot of changes going on inside too. Um, this tiny, tiny, tiny little baby is making some big moves um, in a pretty short period of time and, and changing a lot week by week. Yes, I actually have a list of changes of the baby's development during the first trimester week by week. So we know that conception usually happens about two weeks after the start of your last menstrual period. And you may not even know the exact day that you were pregnant. That's all right. During weeks three to four, the fertilized egg moves through fallopian tubes toward your uterus and attaches to the lining. Once it's implanted, it starts to grow and the placenta starts to develop. So by the end of four weeks, you might know that you've missed, noticed that you've missed your period. At week five, the embryo's neural tube forms. So that's going back to that folic acid that we talked about that's so important that plays a part in this development. And also that neural tube becomes your baby's brain, spinal cord, and backbone. Tiny buds start to appear that becomes your baby's arms and legs and your the heart and lungs are developing rapidly. So there's a lot of exponential change that happens during these first few weeks. Your embryo also is producing HCG. So that's the pregnancy hormone that home tests pick up on. And that also we can test for um, in a lab in a quantitative number and watch levels rise um, as we find out about viable pregnancies. And then at week six, your baby's heart 
starts to is developed enough that we can really we can actually see the heart rate um, on ultrasound. So that can be that you know 150, 160, 170 beats per minute really fast. Um, her nose, mouth, fingers, toes, and ears are forming in about and beginning to take shape. And then week seven is when baby's bones are continuing to develop. They're still pretty soft, um, but are are starting to take shape. So eyelids um, are staying shut and even gender actually starts to form at this time. So at week by week eight, all of the baby's major organs and body systems are at least in their beginning stages of development. Um, at week nine, your baby's about a half an inch long, which is kind of exciting to think about. And most of the time on apps or on, um, you know, you can find different sort of comparisons to small food items too, to find out like how big your baby is. That's kind of fun. At week 10, we can hear your baby's heart rate on the Doppler in the clinic. And so when we use those little handheld Dopplers, that's about the earliest that it's possible to really be able to hear um, at a prenatal checkup. And at week 11, your baby's officially a fetus and bones start to harden. Skin is still really thin and transparent, but definitely developing. And then um, an interesting thing too is that the baby's head makes up about half their size at this time. So then we move into week 12 where babies are about two inches long and then um, continue development. So by week 13, you're into second trimester. Which is crazy because it really does go as fast as that. So fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it is, it's a wild ride like we were talking about from you know the, the changes that we're going through as an expectant mom to the changes that baby is going through uh, as it grows through that first trimester. Uh, it's wild how fast it goes and how much changes. Um, and that breakdown that you gave us, that was that was great because like you said, not a lot of people always know exactly what's going on in there. And there's a lot going on. Well, you can't see it from the outside, but you can definitely have, feel all those symptoms. And so it's I think it's interesting and important also to remember that while you have all these amazing changes in your body that you know your body's working really hard and this is all for a purpose. Absolutely, it's a beautiful purpose. and. Uh, of course, um, your guys' website, intermountainhealthcare.org, great source of information when it comes to pregnancy, uh, finding women's health providers. You even have a calculate your due date, a uh, little gizmo on there as well. So that's always fun to, to play with and to see when that due date or that due window might be. Um, so Leah, we so appreciate your time. Thank you so much for walking us through uh, the wild ride that a first trimester of pregnancy can be. My pleasure. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.